0: I'd like for us to consecrate our community, love crucified, our mission, every mother and missionary of the cross to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, to her protection, to her guidance, to her formation, for her to bring us deep into the heart, sacred heart of Jesus, and into the heart of, of our Father. Yesterday, 1 John, chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And who, he who fears is not perfected in love. And in the Blessed Sacrament, I went to the section in our path that's called Fear of the Lord. And as I was reading that section, I I realized that we actually mentioned three fears in what's written there. The first one that's mentioned in the path is the Fear of Adam and Eve. And it says in our path, who after they sinned, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. And I realized that the fear of Adam and Eve, why they hid themselves, was rooted. The root of that fear was shame, guilt. And then I continued reading our path, and it came to the next fear, Our path says, fear of the unfaithful servant who buried his talents. And I realized that that fear is rooted in a low self-esteem. A fear when we have a low self-esteem of making a mistake. A fear of being rejected. A fear of being ridiculed so he hid his talents and the root of that fear is a wounded identity a false identity an identity in which we don't know the love of god and in that we don't know our own dignity as the beloved of the father the third fear that I read in that section on fear of the Lord is the fear of Peter. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 22 it says when Jesus tells the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem to suffer and be killed Peter tries to stop him saying God forbid it Lord this must never happen to you. Then our path says, when they arrested Jesus and took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, they brought false testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death. And then Matthew chapter 26, verse 58 says, Peter was following him at a distance. And our path talks about the fear of Peter of suffering. And I realized that that fear is rooted in self-love and a lack of trust in God. Ector, our brother in community, called me yesterday and and we were having a beautiful conversation. And he said to me, "Lourdes, in prayer, I really feel the Lord asking three essential uh, virtues that every mother and missionary of the cross must be clothed in. And he said, humility, purity, and love. And as we both continued our conversation, Ecto said, wow, I just realized right now, humility, is attained at the feet of the Lord through the gift of the Holy Spirit of knowledge. We grow in purity as we enter the pierced side and we really begin to suffer with the Lord. And then we are perfected in love in the sacred heart as the fire of the Holy Spirit burns us, purifies us, and transforms us into love. Therefore, perfect love, the love of the Trinity, casts out fear. Perfect love heals our shame and guilt. Love restores our true identity as sons and daughters of Ava. Love moves us out of ourselves to give, of ourselves, love brings us to perfect love and complete abandonment. On December twenty eighth, two 2014, I felt the Lord give me the last words for the path, for the section of the Sacred Heart, and it has to do with perfect love. And our Lord said, Some saints received the stigmata with the physical pain of the nail wounds, but all my saints were crucified to me through my nails mystically. The mystical crucifixion is no less real and painful as the physical one just as the white martyrdom is no less real and painful as the red martyrdom. Unity in the Holy Trinity is the fruit of becoming one with me in my crucifixion, for this is perfect love. The ecstasy of the love of the Father Son and Holy Spirit transforms the pain into the sword of the Spirit that pierces the darkness of Satan. The union of love, this union of love is achieved by few because of lack of perseverance and selfless love one saint that becomes one in my crucified love has the power to transform an entire society I am raising up my saints for the decisive times at hand to fight my holy war and usher in the era of peace my family there's a lot there to contemplate, to ponder, to enter. The Lord is bringing us, if we allow Him, to perfect love. And this is like an introduction today, but I would love to get into the three nails in the weeks to come in our Cynical teachings. And it was so beautiful that the Lord is speaking to us of this martyrdom with Him, and as Juliana and Father Jordi have been sending us the words of Pope Francis, especially when he spoke about the maternal martyrdom. The What Father translated for us, he said, Pope Francis said, Archbishop Oscar Amulpo Romero said mothers live a maternal martyrdom. In his homily at the funeral of a priest killed by death squads, he said, echoing Vatican Council, the Second Vatican Council, we must all be willing to die for our faith, even if the Lord does not grant us this honor. Giving one's life does not mean being killed. Giving one's life, having the spirit of martyrdom, is self-giving in duty, in silence, in prayer, in the honest fulfillment of one's duty, in that silence of everyday life, giving life a little at a time. Yes, as it is given by a mother who without fear, with the simplicity of maternal martyrdom, conceives a child in her womb, gives him life, nurses him, nurtures him, and cares for him with affection. It is giving life, it is martyrdom. And then he defines maternal martyrdom as a total surrender without fuss, in silence, in prayer, in the fulfillment of duty. Father Geordie, would you like to, to speak a little bit more about these words? Thank
1: you, Lourdes. Well, I sent everyone by email the words of the Holy Father, and it is amazing how they correspond to what the Holy Spirit had already given to Lourdes. And to me, that was a great consolation at a time that was really, um, uh, Blessed to receive that consolation. Um, To see that the Lord has been telling us in the community about the martyrdom of the heart. And that the Holy Father, um, if you see the video, the Holy Father says, maternal martyrdom. And then he puts the paper down and he says it again, looking at the people, maternal martyrdom martyrdom he emphasized it and then later on he said it again now another interesting thing is that he's quoting Bishop Romero who himself was also later assassinated by the death uh, squads but Father Romero is saying those words about maternal martyrdom in a homily of a priest who was assassinated. So they were in the the context of maternal martyrdom for a priest. And I think that's really relevant to us. And he said that maternal martyrdom is not only for those who are mothers in the natural um, way but also for all women have this gift and he said that the world needs this gift. So. Um, Like I was saying, in the the English translation, they left things out because, you know, the Holy Father speaks in different languages. So I tried to piece it together from the full text in Italian and translate it and put it on our website. And it's really a, a very wonderful reflection for us at this time because it's a confirmation, my dear family, of our vocation coming from the Holy Spirit through our Holy Father. And many in the church are going to miss it because they're not attuned to this particular grace. So I just praise the Lord. And for all of you who, who believe and who want to be um, martyrs of the heart because of love for Jesus, because we want to partake with him. So I think that the sequence that um, Lourdes knit together today is so important.
0: Okay, so I think it's very beautiful that as we begin this new year, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, is affirming to us, it's as if the Holy Spirit is affirming who we are, our charism, our spirituality, of the hidden martyrdom of the heart. From the beginning of love crucified, With Pope Benedict XVI, it's as if God has always been confirming what he's been telling us through the the popes. So it's as if always confirming and letting us know that what we have received is completely from the Holy Spirit for the church for these times. As I did a little research, I came across a message the Lord gave in 2010, and I, and I sent it to all of you because this is not in our path, but it made me think of so much of what the Lord just said at the ending of our path and what the Pope just said about the maternal martyrdom. And our Lord in 2010 was teaching us about our Blessed Mother. And he said, My mother carried my crucified body in her arms and then she placed me in the tomb but she continued to carry my crucified body in her heart she continued to live in love in my crucified love she is the first that continued to suffer with me I continued my love and suffering on earth through my mother. She bore mystically all my wounds. I realized that a few years ago, the Lord was speaking about Mary's mystical crucifixion. And now he brings it a few years later to us to let us know that this mystical crucifixion to bring us to perfect love, just like our blessed mother, Is where he's bronzed to bring every mother and missionary of the cross. She bore mystically all my wounds and radiated my light in the darkness of the world. My daughter, since my mother lives in love, she radiates my light and possesses the power of God. I'll let you go on to read it on your own and meditate. But towards the bottom, he says, This hidden force of pure victims of love will set the earth on fire. You have been chosen, all of us have been chosen to cooperate in this plan of salvation. And then there goes the call that we've received from the Lord, Bring me victim souls. As I pondered this, I realized everything this week was connected. Everything was connected. And this was completely in line with the other email that Father Jordi sent us. The link between suffering and consolation, suffering and love. And the Father Jordi sent us these words from 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 3 through 7. St. Paul writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. And Father Geordie did this I think so simple meditation, but I loved it because it was so simple and to the point. (laughs) And I think all of us in our littleness could understand it so well. (laughs) He writes, take notice of what St. Paul teaches above. First, Christ suffers and comforts Paul. To receive it, Paul must share Christ's suffering. Thus, Paul becomes one with Christ. So then, too, Paul can now suffer to comfort the Corinthians. To receive it, the Corinthians must share Paul's suffering. Thus, the Corinthians can become one with Paul and Christ. So it's beautiful that through patiently enduring suffering with Christ, we also have to come to endure sufferings with one another. So in Love Crucified, we not only suffer with the Lord, suffering with Jesus is a process that perfects us in love. We must see ourselves in the community moving to suffer with one another. And that is what builds unity. Because unity comes from love. So maybe that is something we need to work on a little bit more <laughs> in our community, is really to suffer one with the other. Then Father Jordi wrote, This is how the body of Christ is built. It is a chain of suffering and love and comfort. One cannot link in the chain without accepting both. And this is the beauty of what God has been teaching, Love Crucified, from the beginning. It's crucial, I feel. I have been pondering something I think is very important for our community as we begin this new year. Is that as a community, I think it's very important that we take the messages the Lord has given us and ask the Holy Spirit to place a greater fire a greater love, a greater desire to live and to ponder with Mary and the Holy Spirit what the Lord has been telling us. The messages of the Lord to love crucified are a treasure that are meant to take us profoundly, deeply to live the gospel, to live the scriptures. Okay, look at how the Lord... With the words from 2 Corinthians, the words of our Holy Father, just ponder, my family, since 2011, how the Lord speaks to love crucified, how He's bringing us into this perfect love. He said, The purest love on earth must be united to suffering. Just that one sentence is so powerful. The purest love on earth must. It's as if, if that doesn't happen, we don't grow in pure love. I came from heaven to earth to suffer in expiation for the sins of the world. This is love. Pure love gives itself solely because of love. The love of the Trinity is pure love. Therefore the Father gives life by giving to the world His only begotten Son. The Holy Spirit flows from this most pure love, thus igniting the hearts of souls to suffer with me so that they can enter in love. It is the work of the Holy Spirit as we see in the path that brings us to suffer everything with the Lord, to move us out of ourselves, out of our woundedness, out of our self-absorption, into the sufferings of Jesus, to perfect us in love, to move us out of self-centeredness, out of selfishness. Then he goes on, The at the bottom it says, these mysteries can only be grasped by a humble heart. Eikhtod's first words Humility, Purity, Love This is the mystery of the cross, the mystery of suffering, the mystery of redemption. Only humility can understand this grace. So the importance of us to pray for true humility And then, the Lord goes on to say, which I thought was another beautiful confirmation of what the Pope said, he says, therefore you must call my sons, he's talking about his priest, the Lord says, call my sons first to repentance at the foot of my cross to receive the gold of precious repentance. Then he speaks to the mothers, to the women, the mothers of the cross. Be still, my daughter, for it is the pure suffering of the mothers of the cross that I will use to pierce the harshness of my son's hearts. Suffer all with perfect faith in my crucified love. What a beautiful confirmation of maternal martyrdom. And I realized... As I pondered all these things this week in my conversation with Eiktor, which I would like him to to share now with you a little bit, that our entire path, throughout the entire path, the grace of God is being poured upon us. But we all so must live a powerful, I wrote, discipline of spirit. And what I realized in speaking with Eiktor Is that what I was seeing as a discipline of spirit is what we call mortification and penance. And I realized that the Lord gave us so beautiful words that he ended the path with. And he tells us few enter this perfect union of love. And he gives two reasons. Lack of perseverance. And selfless love. And I realized that there are two things that Ectod was telling me that are essential to make it and to be able to withstand the attacks of Satan. Prayer and a life of mortification, a life of discipline of the Spirit. And many times we think of penance as, okay, you know, how Our Lady's been saying fasting, which is important, but we tend to think of like fasting, not eating this, not buying this, but I realized that living the path if is an entire mortification. It's a discipline of spirit. And I started to just think from the beginning to the end of the path. And I just put, you know, I just made it an outline for you, beginning with discipline of prayer, discipline of going to the Blessed Sacrament, the discipline of continuously digging deep to allow the light of the Spirit into our shame, false identity, fears, wounds. It's a constant attentiveness to what is taking place in our hearts and in the hearts of others. It's a discipline. It's so easy to kind of get lazy. It's so easy to not dig deep. It's so easy to get distracted, even distracted in a lot of good things, that we do not continue to have that discipline of going deep into our hearts. The discipline of suffering all with Jesus. It's a discipline. Sometimes we get tired of it. I hear myself and I hear some of you saying, I've had it. I don't want to suffer anymore with her. (laughs) You know, I'm struggling with my mother. I'm struggling with my children. I'm struggling, you know, and you get tired of suffering all with Jesus. It's a discipline of spirit. It's perseverance. Discipline of choosing to do what is most difficult, not easiest. Getting up early. Stopping your work to attend to others. Many times in the family, mothers and fathers have the bell of the monastery. Because whether you like it or not, you have to stop. If the, if the, you know, children, if your spouse, whatever is calling you. But many times, if you don't have that, it is very easy to go on working or doing something else and not stop. When the greater difficulty is to stop, to be attentive to others, even if we're doing good work, it's a discipline of spirit. It's a mortification. Um, going to sleep on time, seeking communication and not withdrawing. Many times it is a discipline of spirit to move us to communicate. Many of poor relationships in families and community is lack of communication. It is a discipline of spirit to communicate when we don't want to communicate. Discipline of entering into the Father's joy. I listened to that talk while at this Christmas vacation and one of the things that touched me the most was at the end when I spoke about di- the discipline of entering into the Father's joy, and I was just going through a struggle, and I had to stop immediately, do what Father Nowin taught us, take off the mask of sadness, and f- force myself to enter into the heart of the Father, into His joy, and see in anticipation, like Father Ron was telling us, but it was a discipline of spirit, of heart, that I had to work to do this. The whole path is a life of mortification. But, in that spirit of discipline and prayer, if we persevere, we are transformed. We enter, and we are formed, enter perfect love. The discipline of silence. Would you like to share a little bit of what you were feeling in prayer with the community on prayer and mortification?
2: In esta semana, principio de comenzar este This
3: week, when I started this new year
2: I entered prayer. el Señor tres cosas muy importantes que
3: important things to work on.
2: La humildad, Humility,
3: and, and charity. And love
2: para poder obtener estas que sumergir mucha razón.
3: I had to, to immerse myself in a profound prayer, in a lot of prayer. Y penitencia. And penance.
2: Empezar a mortificar mis sentidos.
3: Starting to mortify my senses.
2: Como nuestra impaciencia. For
3: example, our impatience, our anger, our rage.
2: Después de demostrarla, encerrarla y modificarla dentro de sí no. no de it,
3: like you know, like to fit inside and not show it.
2: Como varios eh, ejemplo que puedo dar, pero okay,
3: I can give several examples.
2: Pero hay un ejemplo que es más... mejor en decir como la de... nuestra querida eh, Santa... Santa Teresita de Niño, Jesús. Uh, but
3: there is like a good example that I could give from our... Um, beloved Saint Teresa of Lisieux. Cuando ella estaba sumergida en profunda oración when she was immersed in a profound prayer,
2: eh, había una compañera detrás de ella, she had a, estaba,
3: another sister that was behind her,
2: que estaba el santo Rosario.
3: that she was praying the Holy Rosary.
2: But when she did the santo Rosary, she dejaba oír Su rosario que tenía y mucho ruido.
3: But when she was praying the rosary, this other sister was always making noises with her rosary.
2: A la Santa and
3: this was not allowing our, this uh, St. Uh, Thérèse to pray.
2: Cuando ella... Uh, estaba al borde de, de mirar, la cabeza se atrapa de si, eh, para decirle algo.
3: When she was about to turn her, her head, head and, and to tell her something. Pues ella recogió
2: mm-hmm. ese pequeño sufrimiento. She was together y lo ofreció,
3: and was offering it for,
2: Y lo ofreció como oración, como
3: Sacrificio en acto de amor a Dios. And she offered as a prayer, as an act of love to God.
2: Y llegó el momento de que su alma empezó a elevarse en acto de amor a Dios. It was the point st-
3: that her soul started to elevate itself a, in an act of love to God, to that little thing.
2: Eso nos muestra para que nosotros también trabajemos en esos pequeños sacrificios, elevarlo en un acto de amor. En esas pequeñas mortificaciones, elevarlo de amor a Dios.
3: And this is that teaches us how to mortifications.
2: Así el alma se va purificando. Se that's va how, That's how the, the
3: soul purifies itself and it fills itself with
2: it. and fill itself
3: each time more with love in this act of love
2: y vamos a poder y que de and we're going to be
3: able to control all oh, the passions and the disorders that we have inside.
2: That's
3: why it's so important uh, the prayer before the uh, in adoration, the adoration prayer before the Lord. That's fortaleza, where we obtain the graces and the strength Para poder a to be able to become ourselves.
0: Gracias, Héctor.